All right, so here we are. We're back after a very long trip out to California and Nevada, Arizona. I think that's about it, right? Yes. So New Mexico and uh, New Mexico was the only place that we didn't play, right? That we passed through? We just passed through, yeah. And, yep. we, we, and we avoided Dallas, which was really nice. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful part of the trip. <laughs> yeah, so that was... Uh, so we played like three shows before we left, all in a row. And then, then we had one day of driving. Yes, then to start playing and, in Mandalay Bay. Yeah. So we've had, and then we had one day, we had one down day in California. We played every every single night. Yeah. And then we jumped in the car after uh, after the last show in Phoenix and drove straight home, 17, 18 hours. Yeah. So it was 14 minus three. That's about 11, 11 shows, mostly played consecutively. Yep. That's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing that we're alive because we just got home last night at 8.30, 9 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. 9 o'clock p.m. after driving straight through after our Phoenix. Yeah, it's pretty pretty, uh, pretty spectacular. To, always wonderful to be back home in Houston. But, uh, yeah, yesterday was exceptional because we had... Uh, that that was a long time. It was just a long trip because we played so much and and um, you know when we did the six nights at Mandalay Bay, two of those are five hour shows. Yeah. So the four hours every night, or it's just under four hours every night, and then two five hour shows on Friday and Saturday, and then we did uh, we also we had the Celtic supporters convention, the Glasgow Celtic uh, football club supporters. So that's the uh, that's the soccer. The the club, the number one team in Scotland, just a uh, all the worldwide fan club all descended upon Vegas, and uh, uh, we didn't get you know we weren't playing at the convention, but we were there you know so they uh, they always find the Irish pub and Reraz the number one Irish pub, so we uh, we had a bunch of uh, Celtic supporters come in and just just an incredible just a you know Vegas is a Definitely an acquired taste, and I have no taste for gambling. And since uh, Barry Manilow wouldn't let me sit in with him, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a little, it was a little bit, it was a little bit. I was in bad bad mood, you know. No, but it was it was it was it was a really really great atmosphere. And um, for, for for me to say that about anything in Vegas is is very rare. I, I'm just I'm not a, I'm not a Vegas fan. I'm not a gambler. Yeah, and, uh, you know. I was, I probably said this in the last show, but I was definitely not dreading. I mean, I was, I was definitely dreading this show because last, or that, dreading this particular Vegas trip because last year just wasn't that great of a week for us because of uh, the stage setup mainly. And uh, it's a very, it's a small stage at Rira, but we, uh, it's not that small. It's, it's not about, that small. It's, yeah. It's, it's not about the, the size of a skateboard. Right. But the thing, <laughs> the thing that made it bad before is that there, there was some gear on the stage that, you, you really want to we use as much all the room that we had and we weren't able to do that the last time we were there but this time we realized that we could get rid of the because we brought our own soundboard this time so we were able to get rid of their PA gear and so that helped tremendously not only the fact that we had more room but the fact that we were actually running our own sound uh, we were using their, their their speakers but we had our board the same board that we use all, at all our shows at home so it was our mix our EQ our monitor mixes and uh, it, it's the best we've ever sounded there. And so we were, we, the, it was just a breeze. The whole week was just a breeze. Uh, so that, that, that definitely helped. 
make it more enjoyable. And that we did that at pretty at every single show that on this tour we used our own sound, sound yeah. gear. Well, that's when we we've talked about this before on the shows is when you when you streamline your your you know your your when you play as much as we do, you don't want to be guessing the sound system you're going to you know you you you, you want to deliver the same sound that you're that you're you know that you're you know obviously if we go to a festival we're at the mercy of the you know whatever gear they've rented but um when we play our own shows we want to bring the same sound we want to do the same you know and uh, uh it was also also invigorating too playing because a bunch of our Houston friends showed up and a bunch of our friends from out of state came in so it's always a nice surprise to see familiar faces that come out to Vegas and San, uh, to San Diego and even even Phoenix. We had people come out that we hadn't seen. Uh, yeah, uh, my first band, technically my second, but my first Irish rock band was called uh, On the Dole, and uh, a Berkeley Sisson. Uh, he played bass for me. A great guitar player, great singer, great you know. He, uh, but his his uh, older brother came out to see us and. Uh, he remembered on the dole, remembered some of the stuff we did. I mean, just, you know, so, so the whole trip was, was really, I mean, <clears throat> great shows. So we six nights in Mandalay Bay, two nights at the field in San Diego, which was just a, a, a thrill, a joy, just a small, very, very small uh, stage. It reminded me about something that you'd see in New York, just because of the, they're able to use and they're able to, to just take care of every single square inch. They're, they're, yeah. They use everything. Just the, we are actually playing. If, if, if you come in and just glance at the, at the corner where we were, it looks like we're on the bar. And it's, we essentially are. We're, we're about up to the chin of the bartenders. And uh, so it's in the corner of the room. But they've just, they've just done such a wonderful job setting up. And... Um, we've been doing this long enough to where when we come in and they kind of throw us a new footprint, you know, a new uh, area that we've just never considered playing. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you have to get creative and you have to do it yeah. usually pretty quickly because if you've ever been to San Diego and you've been to the field, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't been to San Diego and you haven't been to the field, you need to go. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just, just the food is just top drawer. The staff are out of this world and, uh, we we had the we had the luxury of of but <laughs> you know, we, we always do just just you know the Dubliner as well in Phoenix everybody was just fantastic that just it's it, it it makes such a big difference when you're touring and you have so many miles under you and you've got so much you know so many more to go after you know and, and to be treated so well and welcomed and you know bond over you know they just really they they everybody laid out the red carpet and we're just a uh, we're the, the the whole way back. We're just conspiring ways to get back out there. It's, it's just, it's yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, the audience there was just was so great. They were, we weren't really sure how we were going to go over with these guys. There was a bunch of people there, you know, just already some regulars and some people who were there for a convention that was down the street. Cisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing. I mean, to bounce back and forth, but same at Mandalay Bay. There was so many, so many conventions yeah. coming in. Yeah, and just. And then people from all over, and the, just and, and again, the thrilling part of this. I don't know if you're, if anybody you know listens is on Twitter or you're on uh, Instagram or any of that stuff. But you need to go and sign up on our stuff. I, I, I hate saying that, but it's uh, if you're a music fan, uh, it, you know it, it kind of looks like Facebook is kind of fading a little bit to me. That's you know, but 
when we got, the reason why I say you need to sign up is because when we met these people, a lot of the people in Vegas, there was a, there was a, uh, a couple of different conventions out there. There's all, you know, of course there's conventions every bloody day, but three separate conventions and a bunch of the people in the groups knew our band and they came in, they had no idea we were playing there, freaking out that they, that, that we're at the same bar at, that they're at, you know, they're in for drinks with colleagues and whatever. And a lot of them were, were trying to, to shake the gang so they could come back and see us and, but the, so anyway, I digress. The the reason why the Twitter and the Instagram, all that crap is important is because you just don't know where, you know, these bands are or these people, you know. So if you're signed up and you're connected, you know, you get to stay that way in your Pandora and the Spotify. If I just just the, the face on them, just the, the look on their face when we saw when they saw us and they, you know, that's it was just brilliant. Just yeah, absolutely mind boggling. Just to to know the reach mm-hmm. that Spotify Pandora has and all that stuff, yeah. and they they uh, so anyway we were we were pushing and we're pushing now to sign up on Twitter and all that stuff just because chat, we've been doing the uh, the live broadcast now and stuff like that. We're going to try to get in the habit of doing that shows yeah. and, and uh, getting people to you know tweet the requests and all that stuff. But it was just I am still I'm exhausted, but I'm absolutely exhausted. <laughs> but I'm still just. I'm, it's kind of, I'm still kind of, it feels like a dream mm-hmm. because just to run into that many people that knew are still, you know, because yeah. I think of us as a band that runs around Houston a lot with occasion to come out, you know, and then to have those people on the, yeah you know, and, you know, saying that, sorry, to, long-winded, but the, uh, also our, our numbers on Pandora and Spotify mm-hmm. and all that stuff are just skyrocketing. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane good. to me. Yeah. Yeah, the thing to think briefly about the thing, the problem with Facebook is I, there are a lot of things I love about Facebook because they do do a good job as far as uh, allowing you to put your information together. The problem is then they don't show it to anybody unless you pay them. And we can't afford to go up and boost every single post that we put up there. And so that's the, the annoying thing about it. You know, there's, we have over, over what, I don't know, what, 22, 20,000 people who follow us on there. But and all our dates are there, very well organized, and they're easy to to uh, to uh, locate, to, access. Yeah, yeah, they're easy to use if you know where they are. But if you don't know, Facebook won't tell you because <laughs> it's just how their business model works, and I, I don't like that about them. So we are going to start. We haven't really done a whole lot with the other social media platforms before. We we've had Instagram and Twitter forever, but. Um, I'm gonna. We're gonna be start starting to try to offer more cool stuff on those on all the all those different platforms, including YouTube, which we've hardly done anything with YouTube over the years. But that we we started experimenting with live streams on Twitter. Uh, we did we did two nights of live streams with Twitter. It actually went really well. I've, I'd never really messed around with that before, but uh, both 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 of those things sounded pretty good. The picture is a little little blurry right now. We're gonna we're gonna be trying to figure out ways to make the picture. Uh, the video quality better. Maybe we hold still. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the lighting wasn't so good and and uh, kind of high low resolution uh, video. But the sound is is actually pretty good. Surprisingly, coming over just a little phone in front just of the stage. The source, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Uh, but I'm I'm going to be trying to do that on YouTube uh, going forward. I think we'll probably do some. We have done live streams on Facebook before um, and bits, you know, not spurts. What we're going to be trying to do now is entire shows um, live streamed and the, the goal is to have every single show live streamed um, going forward 
um, whether they'll all be on one place or different places, and some some may be Patreon only. When, and by the way, at some point we are going to be having, uh, rather than Patreon, we're going to have our own hosted sort of fan club thing on the site, which we've been affectionately referring to as Blagatron. I don't know if that's what we're going to call it or not, but uh, that that's uh, down the road a little bit. But but anyway, yeah, it's been it's been really fun trying to figure this stuff out. So, but but keep an eye on that uh, on our Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, wherever you are, where you'll be, we'll be making announcements about this stuff. Uh, and another thing too, if, about keeping up with our shows, uh, bands in town, I very highly recommend that. Uh, that's another way to keep up with us there because bands in town will let you know whenever we're actually coming to your town. Yeah, but it's you know it's been a it's been a great couple of weeks in that. We, you know, you always you always learn when you go out on the road, and you always meet wonderful people and just great. Oh, of course, we didn't mention uh, we did two nights at a place called Lazy Harry's in uh, Nevada uh, on our way back, and just an just I wish I could describe it. You know, go on their website, uh, Lazy Harry's in Nevada, and but just it's uh, this old club. It's on a river. And you see the jet skis and all the boats out there and people swimming in the river and whatever. It's just beautiful setting. And Black Flag has played there. A bunch of really good bands have played there. And uh, it's it's a small room, bunch of locals. And Lazy Harry's is in Arizona. Then across the Colorado River is Nevada. And that's all with the casinos and all the stuff where we stayed. But it was in Lachlan, uh, or, or Laughlin as they, they call it. But the, uh, <laughs> they're wrong. Anyway, but uh, we... Uh, so we played there, and again, wonderful staff, great grub, just red carpet laid out, and brilliant, brilliant, brilliant little room. Just, again, very, very small, but everything that you want, anytime. Just brilliant, brilliant people. And we, yeah. had, uh, we had a couple of local lads open up for us. They do a bunch of Irish songs, uh, a guy named Isaac and a guy named CJ. Yeah. And they're uh, local, local guys. They're really, really good, good singers, great energy, great guitar playing, mandolin. And yeah, we we played with that. They opened opened for us both nights. We played there the last Thursday and Friday, and tremendous energy and great. The 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 first thing we noticed about it, I I, I can't remember who I commented to, but I love when people, uh, especially American Irish or American or Indian, I don't care who that. But I just love when they sing these songs and they they there's 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 just that much respect for the music that comes through versus the. Nothing wrong with that, this either, but I mean, I just, you know, there's just more times than not, you just see the band singing, uh, drinking, 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 fight, drinking, you know, just, uh, it's, it's very, I don't know, growing up listening to Irish music and learning more about Irish music, actually, I learned more about Irish music much later in life than I did, but, but even still, you know, you've seen the sessions and you've seen these, 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 this, this, this one, you heard this wonderful Irish music, and then to see, you know, people just kind of just throwing it out there, making, you know, it's uh, it's just really nice to see when people respect it and they put their they really put their heart into it, and uh, that yeah. was really evident when we uh, when we saw these these lads perform, and it was just just a, a wonderful two nights. I know we've been jumping back and forth, um, <laughs> guilty, but so backing up to the to the beginning, you know, we did our first live stream, we did a Facebook live thing on the way out. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. We, that's we we intended to do more of those things. It's the problem is with a lot of our drives. We're we're either half asleep or or uh, we don't have any connectivity, <laughs> which was very very common. There were there were very long stretches of dead dead zones out there, 
out in the desert driving between these towns. But yeah, the, the, the live stream thing was suggested to us by our, our friend John Nania, who, who I think you'd be safely referred to as a Slappercast contributor at this point since we've answered so many of his questions on the show. But he, he's, a, he's a great friend of ours who's been, and he's, he and his wife Sienna have been giving us some, some tips on how to better reach you guys. So the, the live stream thing was, we did it, just tried it on a whim, sort of after, after he mentioned that. So why don't, why don't you try a live stream? So I, I, that was the second night at, at Lazy Harry's in, in Bullhead City that we, we got that set up and we did it again in uh, Phoenix the next night. And jumping back to uh, the Lazy Harry's show, we got that because of our friend Samantha D'Alessandro, uh, who we, whom we met at uh, Rira. Cousin of mine, believe it or not. Is that, is that, that's right, I forgot about yeah. that. She's a cousin of we. The first time we played Rira in Vegas... She uh, came up to me. She said, "You're you're definitely." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "I'm your cousin." Of course, it's not surprising. My dad had 14 kids in in his uh, in his family. He's one of 14, I should say. He didn't have 14 kids, but he got close with our. <laughs> I have five sisters, two, two brothers. But um, he. Um, so anyway, so she's uh, she's one of my California cousins, and um, she took a job out there in uh, at Lazy Harry's and and. Uh, so yeah, she called me up. So that's how that gig came about. Yeah, and, and also too, did we say this already about the field? Your cousin Daniel. Yeah, I know, I know we did. Last, well, we did last the last. Yeah, yeah, last one. But yeah, my cousin Daniel owns the field in San Diego. Uh, and I thought this was cool. While we were there, they've got uh, the field is is uh, is one of these pubs that that is is decked out to look and feel just like a pub that's back back in Ireland. And they brought, did he actually bring over stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and there's, one of the cool things about it is they've got all these these old documents, some of which, like, along the hallway in the back of the place are kind of plastered on the wall. And then there's some other more special documents, which are actually framed yeah. and hung. And, and Mike was going around between sites one night and, and, and uh, found a, looked like a shipping manifest or, or a, an order form from a grocer. It was just, it was a receipt. It was a, it was a receipt. Okay, itemized yeah. receipt of the stuff that they had bought for the farm. Which said, and this is big block letters at the top, Patrick Dublin uh, Co. and Limited or something like my, that. My granddad. Yeah. The Patrick's grandfather. Yeah. Which is whom you were named after. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. And, and when Mike, Mike brought it up, I had no idea that it was actually, I didn't connect, make the connection immediately. It was like, oh, this is actually a family thing. <laughs> yeah. Because, you the, know? yeah, it's from, it, it, it's from the north of Ireland, a place called Cull Island in Tyrone, where my dad was born. And, um, the, uh, yeah, it was, that was my uncle Dermot's shop and my cousin Daniel that owns, I hope you're, is everybody got your pen and papers out? Cause it's going to be a quiz. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, my, uh, my cousin Daniel Drain that owns the field, his father, Kevin Drain and my aunt Anne Devlin married. And just side note, this means nothing to anybody but me, but I told, uh, Daniel when I was there, I had dinner with my mother. And my uncle Kevin and his late wife, Anne Devlin, my aunt, in a beautiful restaurant in Dungannon. The name escapes me. Uh, but we had dinner one night and my uncle Kevin told me how he knew he, w- w- when he met my aunt and uh, met her the first time. And he told me that he was going to marry her. And he told me the story of when he uh, when he knew he, met, you know, he knew her. He knew immediately he was going to marry her. So uh, he told me the most I won't tell you the story now, but it's just, he told me the most 
beautiful story. Just a, a heartwarming, you know, a Hollywood script couldn't come close to what this was. And he just laid it out. And it was, it was amazing to see. And uh, uh, my Auntie Anne died, you know, a um, good few years ago now. But just, and they had, they had uh, 11 kids. Wow. 10. Uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I've gone way too far on that. But just to, I, I told Daniel when I was there, I said, that's, that's, a, that's a memory that will just absolutely stay with me to the grave. Because it was just, just amazing to see this couple so in love after so many years and so and just uh and and you know of course uh daniel has uh has three kids and just wonderful family out there in uh in san diego and beautiful mm-hmm. wife and then uh just good just and he they, they have two two places out there now the field and uh, uh the, the half, half door, the half door yeah. yeah which i didn't have uh time to go and see but i did drink uh some of their beer there. That's not like you, Chad. <laughs> they had a uh, they had two two brews on tap there from their from the half door. Uh, one of them was called Rourke uh, Irish Red Ale, I think, which was kind of in the vein of Smithix, but so much better than Smithix, which is saying a lot because I'm a big wow, Smithix that's just, fan. Yeah, you are a Smithix. It was it was a really nice, smooth, malty flavor uh, red ale. What was the other one? Uh, the other one was an IPA, which I didn't try because I was so in love with it. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I only had—I mean, I actually did. Right I now. only had one one each night I was there. Uh, but there was a lot, there was plenty of Jameson flying around both nights too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the conventions that came through there, yeah, same thing, exact mm-hmm. same thing as Vegas. Just people saying, "Oh, where you know they knew us, they knew our music, and they they stumbled upon the." We even had a a, a Theodore Nugent reference with a oh. Yeah, uh, let me let me jump back because this is one of my favorite moments of the of the tour. Uh, the first night we played at the field at um, in San Diego, and uh, uh, Patrick's uh, cousin Daniel was there. But both nights he stuck around and watched the show. And uh, after I think it was at the how many sets did we play there? Two was it two? I don't know. It was between sets. It was towards. I think we still had one more set at this point. And uh, Patrick and I were standing out close to the front door, talking with Daniel and. Uh, Daniel was just beaming because he he'd never seen Patrick play before. He'd, no, no, he had seen us. He had at, seen yeah, he had seen us at Hennessy's. Did back he when see that was it? Okay, I wasn't but sure he if came he made in. It but and and, the, and again, I'm sorry to keep it. It was as if he'd up. never seen us. It was. It was because the last time, and we've spoken about this on the thing, and I apologize to non-gearheads, but the last time we played in San Diego, we were doing a tour of all the Hennessy pubs, yeah. and this was eight years ago. Too. Eight years ago, and we were using amps and just just uh, the gear was. Kind of archaic. It was. I mean, that's that's a compliment. The, the gear was just. We just we just didn't have really really good gear. Mm-hmm. We're using guitar amps on the stage. We're kind of loud, and we're, you know. And now we're using really, you know, we really have nailed the sound down. You know, yeah. whether whether we can play this stuff or not is yeah. is debatable. But the, but the <laughs> you know, but the gear is good. Yeah. And so when he saw us, then he said, "Yeah, I remember it being a lot heavier and louder, and you know more." more metal and so so he got to see a you know and again we couldn't have fit half of the gear that we had back then because remember we're using a fiddle amp back then too so there's a fiddle amp guitar amp bass amp then the drums then the monitors there's there's just no way you're gonna get so continue yeah i I just yeah so he was he was just uh gobsmacked uh for like a better term we can't think of anything he was he was amazed um and to see, not only I, obviously, I, it thrills me whenever I meet anybody who enjoys and, and and enjoys what we do. But to see Patrick's cousin just just beaming with with that, you know, with with pride at what his cousin was doing, 
Um, and right as we were having that conversation, this guy comes up and starts just unloading on Patrick just how much he loved. He was just so enthusiastic about what he'd just seen and was and as as this as Patrick's, you know, listening to this guy just raving about uh raving about our show, uh I'm just I'm watching Daniel <laughs> as he's standing there watching and his is just his face lighting up as he's seeing this happen. It's like this is so cool. <laughs> it's the kind of moment that you, you know, you kind of always hope that your family's going to see, you know, see like they already saw how good it is. And then, then they get this reaffirmation uh, from a complete stranger. You know, that was just really, <laughs> I love that moment. That was so fun. I hope that guy's okay too. Is he? Yeah. He was, he was so into, he was so into the performance that he actually jumped back in a, he might've been recreating a, a, a stage antic. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he jumped back and lost his footing and he had a backpack on, so he f- fell backwards into the ATM machine back to his head. head under, yeah. But he was, yeah, just he jumped uh, right back up. Jumped jump right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and stayed for the rest of the show. He yeah. would, he, he, I don't think he blinked. No. He didn't blink, but it was just, uh, yeah, if you ever have doubts, if you ever have doubts about what you're doing, go play live. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what you need to. Uh, but again, we have, the thing that separates us from a lot of bands is we, we, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of, uh, I didn't say every band. I said a lot of bands, you know, but there's, it's just, there's more times than not that I've seen the, again, with the guys that opened for us at, uh, Lazy Harry's. Lazy Harry's. Yeah. There was, you know, they could have pulled up two, two stools and, you know, and, and punched the, punched the, 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 the time card, you know, they didn't, they went up there and they did their thing and they, you know, they were, you know, the audience knows immediately if you're trying to pull one over on them or if you're trying to perform, you know, and that's a, yeah. So, so we, we, we have the luxury of putting out a product that we're proud of and that we're, you know, yeah. One of the episodes I think that's going to be forthcoming is going to be on the, on accents. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Cause we, we, we talked to a bunch of people from the, you know, at the convention and whatnot. And there was a bunch of, oh, we met people from Australia, from Germany, from obviously Scotland, but we had uh, people in New Zealand. We had uh, just Ireland, everywhere, everywhere we went. But uh, you know, uh, Mandalay Bay was the that was the melting pot. And the uh, some of the some of the people we ran into, kind of, oh, the brogue, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and when uh, there's just nothing more torturous than an accent being faked. And again, I was guilty of it too. I pretended I was one of the auxiliary thunder from down under dancers. And uh, nobody, nobody believed it, but my accent was good, Bruce, you know, it was, but you know what I mean? It's just, uh, yeah, we're going to have to do it because there's just nothing more draining than listening to bad accents. And, you know, you, you, it's one thing if it's done in jest, but when it's done as a kind of, oh yeah, one of you. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, yeah, there, there are many different layers with that yeah. too, which we'll get into it in a future day. But uh, talking about San Diego, we got to spend a couple, couple of days there. Uh, and it was just so nice being back because I this was the first time we've been in California. Like I said earlier, it's been eight years since we were able to get out there. And I just had forgotten how beautiful San Diego is. But one one of the things that that really was was kind of fascinating this time uh, since the, I don't know when they started doing this, but they have this thing now where there's uh, these electric powered scooters and bicycles. and yeah, and cycles all over the place, and they're everywhere it's 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 almost it's almost comical um 
how how popular they are because um, we we spent a lot of time in the gas light the, the gas lamp uh, district uh, in downtown San Diego, but we also went down right before we left town. Uh, we spent an afternoon in uh, La Jolla, uh, and then the scooters and cycles all over the place there too. So I don't know how far how widespread that is. I'm, I guess it's maybe it's more of a California. Thing. No, no, that's a that's a that's a that's all over the country now. Is it now? People in have. Austin. People in Austin have been complaining about it for a long time. Oh, really? Time. I mean, yeah, the, the, <laughs> just the regular punters are, are you know, the, the locals are, because it's just, we, we saw it, just walk across the street, I mean, and there there's no uh, laws, there's no, uh, you don't have to wear a helmet, you don't have to wear, you don't have to stop at the stop signs, you don't have to, you know, watch for people's toes or for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, it, and I've heard it, I've heard it in different cities, you know, people in different cities complaining about the, the sheer number, yeah, and the well, they're practically littering, littering. I mean, almost yeah. literally, littering, littering. <laughs> Say that seven times fast. Littering the streets there; they're just everywhere. You have to step over them sometimes. And the only, and most people I saw, I saw riding them seemed to be doing okay with them for the most part. But there was a, there was at least one occasion where we were walking around. I think it was after we finished playing the second night. And we're getting going to go get some food and. This drunk dude comes just speeding down the sidewalk and scared the crap out of these two women who were walking. You know, gave him no warning, and that is that you know that that could happen on, with anybody on their bicycle or whether roller skates or whatever. But I, I, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to know how many people have been injured on those things. I, I don't know. If Seven. You, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I'm just thinking back to how many how many uh, kerfuffles there were here with people getting. In the way of the the light rail when they first installed it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe San Diego people are, are used to those things buzzing around all over the place by now. I see what you did there, by the way. Why? It's kerfuffle, not kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. But yeah, we do we do have uh, there are rental bicycles in Houston. Uh, there's not a lot of them. Uh, they're in a few different places, but I don't there's, think I they're don't know. I don't know if you've been outside, son. They're everywhere. Are they? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, there's only one. There's only in my neighborhood anyway. There's only one little bicycle station. Yeah, and the thing is, you have to take them to the station. You can't just leave them anywhere, and that's one of the differences with these these these. Well, uh, you don't have to go to, to to you don't have to go to the original station. You just need right. to put it back. Yeah, on you put it, it yeah. on a station. But, but that's yeah. that's the thing that's so crazy about all these the the the, the yeah these the are that, these are all just regular the, bicycles. These yeah. are not not electric bikes or scooters. But yeah, downtown they have them. They have. Uh, I mean, this it, it's it's really okay. yeah, it's big business. Yeah, and that that to me is the crazy thing is that you can with with the stuff that's in San Diego, you can just leave them anywhere. So that's one of the one of the like I say, they were littering. <laughs> I'm like, I'm serious. I mean, they're just all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd never seen that before. But again, maybe I don't get out enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a safe bet. Well, anyway, I don't go downtown Houston very often. If you know what sure. I mean. Yeah. yeah. What a an eye opener as far as you know towns like that go you know uh, you know we've seen austin we've played downtown austin forever and watched that grow and grow and grow and just become so saturated and so overcrowded and you know gas lamp same thing very very heavy on foot traffic and you know regular street traffic now the addition of the electric bikes the electric scooters and and just the regular you know, I mean, I just, I, we're lucky in that, yes, Houston is 
I think about the third largest city in the country now. I think it's, if it's not, it should be. It's up there. But yeah. it's, uh, to, to come from this city, and we just don't hit traffic because of our working hours. We're leaving at this time that the rush hour is gone and coming home when everything's gone. So we have run of the city. But then to be at, in the gas lamp, what we, you know, you got to be down there for, you're catching the end of happy hour and you're playing into the, you know, their late night is midnight. Ours is two in the morning. But there's the, at the addition of that town and then just the, 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 the regular commerce of the town. But then you add in the nightlife. Yeah. Because it, they melt together at, you know, that magic hour, which is seven, eight o'clock, which is the time that you're going down to put your gear in. And it's just a madhouse. Yeah. And then all that. And then they shut down at midnight. Everything's closed. And I mean, everything. Yeah. And then it's a ghost town. So we're leaving Austin and there's a thousand food choices. There's places to get petrol, gas everywhere. And San Diego, they turn the light out. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello. There's nobody. Yeah. So that's one it's, thing I don't, I don't understand about at least San Diego. I don't, I don't understand why it's so hard to find late night stuff. Um, yeah, even even in in, Lo- in Laughlin uh, and yeah. and Bullhead, you would think that there would be tons of twenty four hours. <laughs> that was when there was there was this this tour was so easy going, and there was really only two things that happened that was annoying. That once we got to one one of our hotel rooms, it was smoking when it was when it wasn't supposed to be smoking, obviously. And then in Bullhead, we were trying to find food, and there was a twenty what was advertised as twenty four hours turned out not to be twenty four hours. <laughs> Um, but it, it just, was 24 it's just it, not but consecutive. he did say it yeah it said it yeah we weren't there on the right night or whatever but but uh, it's so easy to find that stuff here in Houston but it's like you would think of you would think all all towns in San Diego or, or I mean all towns in California would be on top of that stuff I don't know that <laughs> baffled the hell out of me but what, what are the things that talking about how dense and, and uh, how, how how densely populated San Diego is and uh how there's so much going on. One of the things that, that made it even almost cartoonishly uh, busy or, or just, just a spectacle was standing on the street and looking down, you know, there's people walking everywhere. There's cars, there's, there's scooters, there's pedicabs. Uh, and then, then there's, there's planes because, the, because it's such a densely populated area, the airport's like, you know, right down the street, basically. So the planes, planes landing are huge because they're, they're so low to the ground. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's this massive jetliner. So, you know, you see it for a split second between buildings. And in Houston, you don't, most, because the, the airports in Houston are, are far apart for one thing, but they're also like the, ma- the, major, the major airport in Houston is what, like 20, 30 miles north of town, something like that, at least. Uh, so we don't get low flying planes in the center of town. So that, that was something that threw me. I was like, holy crap. You see that in Vegas too, because the airport's like literally right there next to the strip. So it can be a little disconcerting if you're not used to it. You look up, you're like, oh, holy crap. <laughs> this is not something we were used to seeing in Houston. So, Yeah, um, and also the, the the constant stream of choppers coming in and out of of Vegas because of the, uh, well, same thing for, for, the, uh, for, the, for San Diego as well. But there's a there's just an endless stream of helicopters coming in because Vegas the the airport's right by the strip and San Diego there's a military base there's a, the naval academy the naval base 
there in Coronado Beach. So there's all these army choppers going across, go all, all day, all night. Oh, it's yeah. Just, so there's, yeah, it's, it, and, and it, it's incredible for us coming from here to go to San Diego and just see how dense the landscape is. Yeah. You know, I, I know that you'd remarked on that a couple of times where, you know, same thing as New York and Chicago and mm-hmm. LA and that kind of stuff. This San Francisco, these towns are so built up now that they're, there's, they're, they're cramped, you know, where, you know, then you come to Houston and there's gardens and houses and there's, you know, walkways and, you know, green areas and stuff like it's just, just it's the contrast is, is, is yeah. st- staggering. It's just, yeah. Houston is, is, uh, has, I don't know where it falls as far as how much ground Houston covers, but it's the, 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 there's a term urban sprawl. I mean, you take, it takes, um, if you drive from the center of town, it's going to take, especially if it's, you know, a busy time of day, it's going to take you at least 30, 40 minutes just to reach the city limit. Cause it's like, you talking about Houston? Houston, yeah. There's like fifty. Well, it could be more than that. Yeah, yeah. I more mean, thirty, yeah, 30 minutes if you're. In well, a, yeah. Obviously, in a rush plane. hours can take you an hour yeah. to get out of town. But uh, what is it like? In any direction from downtown Houston, it's like at least fifty miles before you even get close to the city limits. I think. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's absolutely massive. Yeah. So thank you. That that's one of, one of the things that like in all these other towns, Phoenix. Somebody mentioned somebody mentioned to you that Phoenix is one of the biggest towns in the states too. Which I was surprised to hear because from Houston perspective, all these towns, even San Diego, which is densely populated as it is, you drive for 10 minutes, you're in another town, <laughs> you know, uh, it's still obviously California in general is very densely populated close, especially when you're close to the coast. But uh, that's another thing we're not used to. Obviously, Texas is huge. And once you do get out of Houston, you're out in the middle of nowhere for a long time, but it takes you a while to get there and you drive <laughs> drive a little ways out of San Diego or a little ways out of uh, Phoenix, for example, and all of a sudden you're in the desert. Uh, and that, that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of fun too. We tremendous weather as well. Just everywhere we went was just, it was stifling in uh, Nevada, in uh, Lachlan and uh, Bullhead. Oh yeah. It was, well, it was over a hundred degrees. The whole oh, time. But we went driving through the mountains. We hit 120 degrees and then, it was 70. Yeah. It was just in, in the same, you know, same, yeah. same, same, you know, quarter tank of petrol. We were just, it was, the heat was so intense. Remember when we hit that little farm road uh, on our way, we were on our way to Lachlan and uh, we had hit that uh, gas station on that little farm road. We'd just come out of all the the sand dunes and the farm, then we, the, the, looked like the almond. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orchards, and yeah, the, a lot the, of farmland, the farmlands, and the soybean. We just come through all this just crazy landscape, and then we hit the. I got out of the car; my eyes were on fire just with the heat. Yeah, the you know, was, was, I'm sure there was dust in the air too, but just the contrast in temperatures within 30, 50 miles of of where you were at any given moment mm-hmm. was just. I mean, just yeah. And then, then of course, we come home to Houston, and it's raining, and all of us looking at the ground going, what's that? <laughs> we waited over two weeks and hadn't seen a drop, just yeah. with nothing but sunshine, even at night, kids, even yeah. at night. And there, there was a, there, well, we've had more, we've had more driving and other tours, I think, but I think one of the things that made this trip easier driving out there is that it's so varied. 
too. Like it's kind of what we're just saying. Uh, with the temperatures, it's the same with the landscape as well. Uh, just driving through Southern California on our way out to, to Bullhead, um, we passed through so many different, all these different types of mountains, which were are just covered in boulders. Um, which, it, looked like, it looked like they were man-made. Yeah, it looked like somebody by, just thought it up. But yeah. It just looked like something that came out of somebody's imagination that wasn't real. And then, you know, within an hour, we're driving through what looked like the Mojave Desert. Yeah. Uh, just these gorgeous smooth, perfect sand dunes that look like look something out of Lawrence of Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, you should um, post those on our site just so people can yeah, see. Yeah, I will. I'll put, I'll put all this. I know stuff. you've seen sand dunes before, but but in in relation to what we had just it's it was a it was like it was like a Houston planning co- co- commission. Yeah. You know, had had thought out the landscape. Yeah. Here we'll put a bunch of rocks here and then some beautiful, you know, some yeah. nice fine sand here. Then some uh some we'll do a you know a thousand miles of nothing yeah and then we'll do it's just it's incredible but I I I do a lot of driving and it was so easy this time yeah it's just and it, Californians and and people who live on the on the West Coast may be used to this type of stuff but for us most of our driving we've done in our Texas circuit and also up the Midwest and through Louisiana and most of it just kind of looks the same. The Midwest of, te- of America is there's not a whole lot of variation unless you get into like the hill country of Texas, which is one of the most beautiful areas that we have in our state. Pretty much the rest of Texas, <laughs> this is very little variance, you know? Um, and it's, it's not a desert. A lot of people who don't come to Texas think it's like just tumbleweeds and sand. It's, it's not. I, I thought when I, when yeah. I, when I first, well, I wasn't thinking of moving here when I first came, mm-hmm. but when I, when I when I arrived, the first the uh, actually my second time I was here as a kid. But when I arrived in town uh, as an adult, unquote, we uh, I thought I, I thought that it was going to be you know desert and horses. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, I just, really think so. Yeah, yeah, and it was absolutely. Yeah, and then I just told somebody today. I told my old school friend Jillian today that the uh, that difference and i told people in phoenix too i told some some of our friends in phoenix that houston has evolved blossomed recently it's it's always been all it's always been on the up i know recently it was it was voted the the most um, diverse city in the country mm-hmm. but we've it's been it's been heading that way for a long time oh yeah i've noticed it over and, and it's it's extremely noticeable in our restaurants in our just just walk downtown just look at the just look at the mix it's it, it, it's fantastic i if you're not from houston if you have any inkling of curiosity you should come to houston people food town everything music everything houston has everything and art the the my my, my son's a wonderful artist and he works um, in the museum district here in Houston, and it's it's second to none. That area is second to none. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's yeah. Houston should be one of your top places to say. People that live here will be spitting their spitting out their coffee, but it's a it's a it really is. It's I'm still I still get goosebumps coming home. Yeah, you know, coming. Yeah, and the thing with Houston too is you you. Um, it definitely pays to do a little research ahead of time or to ask, you know, if there's a particular thing you're looking for, ask some people where to go. Because it's not like Austin where you can just go to, you know, 6th Street or 
the warehouse district and be able to just walk around and find, you know, 10 or 15 different clubs that have live music and stuff. It's all spread out here because there's no zoning in Houston. All the cool stuff is just kind of spread out over a huge area. So you can't... You have to find it. Yeah, there are some places where you can like do pub crawls and stuff, yeah. but you have to you have to do know ahead of time what you're doing. Um, but it's, it's, it's well worth the effort. Uh, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff going up now. There's actually, a, um, what do you call it? The Sawyer Yards. It's not too far yeah. from here. Uh, there's a lot of really cool development going on there. A lot of art houses um, going in, where coffee going, shops and yeah, just where they, there used to be, there are a lot of old rice, uh, mills and, uh, warehouses. It, it used to be just a pure industrial yeah. uh, area. Now it's being redeveloped. Um, which I love it. I love it when Houston does that kind of stuff. Uh, I talked <laughs> a few shows back. I was lamenting the loss of Fitzgerald's, uh, a 100 year old, uh, dance hall, uh, music club that closed down, but there is, uh, lots of cool stuff here. I get, getting back to Phoenix too. Not yet. <laughs> one, one of the things that I, I don't remember noticing this before that this is kind of fascinating. I didn't, I haven't looked into why this is the case, but they're, there's no all the there's no skyscrapers there at least that I didn't see. Yeah, we we, we were we weren't downtown though. Oh yeah, it just it seemed like I don't know if there there must be some kind of building ordinance there where they can't. Most neighborhoods they're not allowed to go past a certain number of floors or something. I just like think that. they're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting that that anyway. But I I really enjoyed that. It, again, it's been a long time since we played in Phoenix too. I think almost just as long, right? I think it was the same tour. Uh, 2011, I think it was the last time we were there. Yeah. So it's been quite a while. Caffrey's. And we had a great, great night there. Great audience. Very, very attentive. Um, they reminded me a little bit of, uh, the shows that we have in, in, uh, Little Rock at Hibernia. Yeah. Um, the same sort of, uh, quality of audience where they're, they're just there to see the show and just eyes on us the whole time. Yeah. And my, I, I also, uh, big thanks to my brother, Andrew. And, yeah. Uh, in California, he used to live in Phoenix, so he called a bunch of his friends out, and uh, Kate, they had a really good showing. I think everybody he mm-hmm. everybody phoned showed up, so it was really, it was just tremendous because it, you know, a we were it was the last night of the of the tour, and we were extremely anxious to get home, but still, I I, I have to credit the the you know, um, Chad, Mike, and Wes, you know, for for not overlooking it. I I've, I've seen, I've been at, I've been at, you know, seen, you know, big bands, you know, it's close to the end of the tour and they're kind of just, you know, you could see them back in the bags in the head and they're just not, not at the show. That didn't happen. You know, everybody, you know, everybody performed, everybody threw down and everybody just made it, made it, you know, and, and, you know, cause you, you really, you you only get once. That was our first time at, at the Dubliner. Obviously, it's only second time in Phoenix, and you know you, your goal is not to, uh, you know your goal is to, to to get as much, you know as, ma- as many people as you can in the room, and make sure they remember you. And that was a that was a definitely yeah that that excuse me that was a, a, a great experience, and also it was nice meeting John, the owner. Uh, I, I talked to him over the phone, and uh, he didn't know us, we didn't know him, and when we left, he had. Uh, uh, Chad had also posted on our uh, posted his stuff on our page because he was just saying that we were yeah, just, you know raving. Yeah, he made a point made a point of posting about the show right after we left. Uh, but 
uh, was uh, were like one of the greatest bands that ever played there or something along those lines. But yeah, he he was he came up at the end of the night. I was like, you begged you begged us to play a few more songs. He's like, don't don't yeah. leave yet. This is too good. Uh, but it was really fun. And the, the whole show is is uh, we filmed it. If you want to see the show, it's it's on Twitter. Go to our Twitter account. Uh, there's two separate. Uh, that's divided by sets. The first set's about I don't know an hour and twenty minutes, and the second one's almost two hours long, <laughs> which is very rare that we ever play a set that long. But it was kind of a special night. Uh, and the picture's a little, little, little fuzzy, but it sounds pretty good. So uh, it's kind of a strange angle too, because I, with the way our, my current equipment, I'm just using my iPhone right now, and I have to put it somewhere where I can plug in because the battery won't last for long enough to, for a whole show. But anyway, you, you can go there and watch it. Yeah, that was it. Just, you know, just wonderful. Every single, every single show that you know. Usually, if you do six nights in Vegas, a couple of them are going to be slow, and you don't expect it to be Friday and Saturday. But Friday and Saturday are typically slow because the conferences will be there during the week, typically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Friday and Saturdays, because that was our our experience in the last few times that we had played there. Friday and Saturday were slow. Sunday was decent, but this time every night was good. Yeah, every night was. Was bit, and of course we had the luxury of uh, our our people showing up, surprising us, and yeah. people that we knew that were coming. And uh, you know we're doing that pirate festival next month here in Houston. All the organizers of that festival showed up, and uh, the drunken monkey part privateers. Yeah, they all showed up in gear, and uh, it's just and it's wonderful too. You know, just, you know, a huge mob of people come in wearing blackguard shirts and throwing down. It's just uh, yeah, it, it's a. Uh, it was really special. Yeah, it was, this was a this was a big. It really was. We mentioned the last show. We were only two nights into uh, our Vegas stint, the one we recorded uh, last week's show, and uh, we were saying because we'd already been surprised by by people at that point, and we still had four more nights. And every night we were there, there were there were still people coming in. Hey, yeah, I didn't know you were going to be here. Holy crap! Yeah. So so if you're listening, look at our schedule. You're always welcome to come in and surprise us. Yeah. Just yeah. remember that we always take the, you know, we always take your name and phone <laughs> number. We, we, we come stay at your house, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, you can probably tell we're still kind of exhausted. We just got back late last night. It takes, it usually takes, it takes a couple of nights to get caught up from, from these, uh, from these, these trips. Even with a full, one full night's sleep is not enough, apparently. Yeah. Anyway. I'm looking forward to one. Yeah. So uh, we intended to get the whole gang on this on this next episode too, but there just wasn't. Uh, They're here. We're there just. We just. We <laughs> just, just asked them to shut down up and gag them. No, no we, we. There just wasn't a good opportunity for us to to sit down again the second week of the tour. My plan was well, our plan. We had this idea to record just right after we left the Dubliner in Phoenix, but uh, it turns out I did not have the necessary equipment to do that. Chad sold his gear for drugs, is what yeah. he did. I had mics. My, I had a little power adapter. And the thing is, this interface that has the four inputs on it uh, needs. It has to have a power supply, unlike the first one I had, and I had forgotten about that. So I didn't have the the uh, power adapter to plug it into the car. So. That we had a very narrow window there where it could have happened because I knew that if we didn't redo it within the next, within the first thirty minutes after leaving, you know, two of us would be asleep and, and I would be too exhausted to to talk. But it, <laughs> I'm still exhausted, so whatever. But yeah, we're going to get those guys back on. That was a really fun show. I've, I've been a lot of people have already mentioned how much they enjoyed hearing all the four of us talk together, and I knew that was going to be fun. But that was that that episode was even more fun than I thought it would, than I expected it to be. 
Yeah, I think we we have coming up uh, one of the one of the ones that we're going to have to get Mike exclusively in for is the Jeff Quinn or get him to phone in. Yeah, but we're going to do a Jeff Quinn uh, episode in that where uh, we need we need Mike's version of the story because uh, Chad and I will tell the truth and then Mike will lie his ass off. <laughs> so uh, no, we just we, we we just need to make sure that we don't leave leave anything out and uh, yeah. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, that's when we we've been intending to do that for a while. We actually Patrick and I tried to do that show a while back, but we've soon realized we need we we need we need Mike here to do the whole story. Just cuz there's so there's so much there's so much to tell and sometimes it's it's hard to recall every yeah, single Yeah, it detail. might be a few it might be a few. I'm just sitting here remembering how we cuz we did start it. We started I think we even got about 40 minutes into yeah, it. Yeah. And it's a full length. Yeah. The, the, yeah, this, I mean it's a you know, it's it, it's such a long, it, not a long story. It's a, it, it's a it's a it's just many 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 layers to this story, and it's just that everybody's perspective is is absolutely crucial to get a sense yeah. of. And just Jeff, you know, he deserves Jeff Quinn. He he, he, <laughs> he deserves he, it. He absolutely yeah. deserves that. That yeah. was just a, such a such a monstrous reach this guy had, and he you know he such so much stuff he had turned us on to. So so yeah, in that we need to get. Mike, so I'm just sitting here thinking, when is it? When, when are we gonna do? Yeah, so that's got to come up quickly. We got to do that quickly because I know we got another Midwest tour coming up, and yeah, yeah, we're gonna go, well, not not as long as this one, but we are gonna be going up to uh, we're going going to Western Missouri twice this year. We're gonna be there in July, uh, and again in October for the Western Irish Festival. Yeah, I just spoke to Michael Coakley. I just found out that he was he had been sick for a while. Oh, the no. owner of O'Malley's, yeah, he had. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, gallbladder ruptured or something he was just yeah he's he's fine he's fine now but just uh because he was talking to me about our accommodations for uh the july thing but uh first and foremost this friday t-bone toms yes hey pack up the kids that's right duct tape ground into the chair come on down (laughs) to uh t-bone toms this friday yeah i cannot wait and if you're not in the area uh uh check check with us on uh twitter on twitter and uh, probably probably YouTube. Ooh, I'm not sure exactly where the stream is going to happen, but you go to either either place, he'll will let you know where where it's going to be. Yeah, I guess that's it for now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. And remember, if you hate it, tell everybody. If you love it, shh, tell everybody. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs>